Welcome to the Fantasy F1 Podcast. I'm Pierce Dietrich. You can find me on Twitter, at Race for the Prize. I probably need a better name for this. I usually do the Fantasy NASCAR Podcast, so I guess it's just the Fantasy F1 Podcast until I find something else out to call it. Let's get ready for the DraftKings contest on Sunday. It's Friday evening in America on the East Coast. Watch practice. We'll watch practice again. We'll change the data again. Go through it plenty of times. But I've got a pretty good idea of who I want to play at DraftKings right now. And if you want to look at the spreadsheet that you just saw on the screen or any of the information that I haven't guessed, yes, of course. There's plenty of free information for F1 out there. Tons of it. But then you've got to go do the work to go find it all, bring it in, organize it, calculate it. Maybe you just want to play fantasy. Maybe you just want to build some fantasy F1 contest at DraftKings, enjoy the race, possibly win $50,000, and you don't want to do all the work. So you go to racefortheprize.com. You click on this Brandon Cruz DFS Patreon. Brandon Cruz is also helping out. And you sign up, you subscribe, you be a you know, Patreon. You say, hey, I appreciate the content you're providing, Pierce Dietrich, at Race for the Prize. And I will give you access to all the stuff that I do. So that's racefortheprize.com, patreon.com, slash Brandon Cruz DFS. Yeah, of course, with the shirt that I have on, you probably can assume who I am playing. But if you watch practice, if you've been paying attention, I don't know, at all, then you knew Max Verstappen was the guy to play. And if you, I mean, even if you were against him, for I don't know why you would have been, but if you were... You saw everything that you needed. Everyone saw everything that they needed. The car is hooked up. The car is fast. The car was fast during testing. It's even faster now. Max was hitting all of his marks. Lock him in. The only question that you have to decide is, do I want to put him in the captain spot or do I just want to play him? But you have to play him. And I'm not even going to have to sell you that hard. We can look at the laps. Obviously, he was the fastest. And it is close with Leclerc was almost right there. But when it came down to it, Max was the fastest on the softest tire. But really, the selling point for Max is you look at the final run. No one is in his ballpark. No one is near what Max did when he went on a basically a race run. He's 137 one, 137 one, 137 one, 137 one, 137 seven, 137 six. No one does that. No one. Uh, Leclerc doesn't even go on a long run. Leclerc goes out, runs the fast times, and I'm fine. We'll talk about the Ferraris in a second, but he doesn't do it. Uh, Carlos signs 138, 138, or 138, 6, 138, 4, 138, 4. The, the Ferraris are probably the closest to Max, and they don't even come anywhere close to the speed and which in the way that he's hooked up and the repetition and the rhythm. He is absolutely locked in. <laughs> he is going to destroy the field. Uh, George Russell, uh, we know that Mercedes have struggled. Lewis Hamilton is absolutely abysmal and terrible and i'm not gonna roster him we'll see what happens on sunday but sunday's afternoon practice that's not necessarily gonna that's not going to mask match the night race time so um maybe they're gonna fix something maybe they'll find something but i where we stand right now his lap times are not even close they're struggling they're still not completely over all the porpoising issues i will not spend that kind of money on lewis hamilton lewis hamilton can get a podium lewis hamilton can have a good race but lewis hamilton's not going to pay off that salary you're, you're overpaying. If, you know, I mean, he's, he's a great race car driver, and they'll probably figure something out. And George Russell wasn't too far off, although George Russell said that. We're way off. We're way behind Ferrari. We're way behind those guys. So if George Russell's saying that, then they probably are, and the data seems to indicate that Hamilton isn't. He is too. And if Hamilton does somehow find a way to get close, podium's his best bet, and he's not going to be optimal at that price. 
I just don't see it happening. And I think it really is a stretch for him. He's not going to lead a bunch of laps. He's not going to run the fastest lap. Uh, and he's not going to win. I, I just don't see how he is going to work. And so I have no problem. Maybe Saturday afternoon something will change our minds. But when we look at the data, it's just not there in practice too. Uh, Fernando Alonso is interesting. We'll come back to that. But, I mean, once you get to that point, no one else – No, I mean, no one was even in his ballpark already. When we looked at the best drivers, which would be the Ferraris, they're not even close lap times. And we can uh, look even closer at the, the laps. We'll look at Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc is probably the closest. Although, again, Leclerc didn't run uh, – put together a long run. And, and anyone that put together a long run wasn't even close to – uh, what Max was doing in practice. So we'll put Verstappen here, and we'll also throw in Charles Leclerc and look at their lap times together. And you can see lap eight is where they're like pretty much neck and neck. But still, it was Verstappen. And he's going to be on the front row, if not the pole. But the big, I mean, you look at this. Look at these times. It is just a flat line on your screen of speed. Unbelievable. How do you not captain this guy? Uh, and we can look if we want. Like, you want to get really nerdy here. And how do I do it? There we go. We can get real nerdy and look and see exactly the telemetry of wherever Strappen's beating him. And it's in actually the high speed turns. Uh, he's actually able to stay in the throttle later and break a lot later. Um, and then really right here is where he is able to maintain speed and get back on the throttle. Again, these slower, not that uh, Leclerc is actually better in the slower turns, but in the higher speed corners right here and then right here, this is where Max is able to carry more speed and get back on the throttle sooner. And so there it is. That's how he gets the fastest lap, um, which I actually you can see. I could, I wouldn't be surprised to see Leclerc actually fix that and get better if that's i think it would be easier for him to improve those corners leclerc than it's going to be for max to get better at the uh, slower speed that doesn't matter whatever i mean we're getting pretty deep in the weeds we're playing max and you're probably playing leclerc as well uh, let's go back now the next question is since so we're jamming in max Verstappen, what are we doing with uh, the ferrari so here's the philosophy like I, I, okay here's your two strategies Remember, you can't play both Ferraris and Ferrari. You have to make a decision. I can go one in the Ferrari, or I can play both Ferraris, and then I can't play the team. And that's kind of tricky because the team is really affordable at 9400 Very, I would think that's optimal. And the, and the way that I am leaning right now, I could change my mind. I would rather go Ferrari and Leclerc instead of Leclerc signs. Because here's the thing. If I take Leclerc's lines, obviously the, the opportunity cost or the trade-off is I can't roster Ferrari. But the other problem is if I take Leclerc and signs, I can only get the, the teammate bonus for one of them. So I'm already slotting in one of my spots, roster spots. I'm already punting the possibility of five points. Whereas if I take Leclerc and I take Ferrari, my other driver spots still can all earn the versus bonus. And if we're trying to win a GPP and we're trying to be the best of the best of the best in a $50,000 tournament, I don't know if I can just simply afford to give up those five points. So for me, it looks like I will probably like Verstappen, uh, Leclerc and Ferrari. Uh, then the other guys are jumping up. Russell, we said earlier in the week, is kind of underpriced, 9,600 for a Mercedes, if it's a Mercedes like in the past. 
And his lap times weren't terrible. He did run a fast lap in two, right? He was the fourth fastest, which is good. I mean, that's actually pretty good considering Mercedes has struggled as much as they had, have, and as much as they've complained, especially Russell, for him still to go out and lay down the fourth fastest time, that's good. That's, I mean, that's good for Russell. Uh, and it's easier to roster him than it is for Hamilton. And then you look at his lap by laps. Then I mean, obviously they can't keep up with Verstappen. And let's see, uh, let's look. So on this run, George Russell at thirty-eight five, one thirty-eight six. So not too far from signs. Actually, faster one thirty-eight two, one thirty-eight four, one thirty-eight three, one thirty-four, one thirty-eight five, one thirty-eight five. So technically, you look at this this run at the end here on the soft tires. George Russell was more consistent, had more speed than Carlos Sainz. We didn't get to see a long run from Charles Leclerc. He went 137, 137. I believe he might have went a little bit longer, but if I remember correctly, this was when I think Yuki Sonoda went out and almost wrecked him or whatever. I think it's it's being reviewed, and so I think they just decided to park it at that point, maybe pretty confident in what they had. But in the first two laps here, those are really fast, and they're on a different level than Carlos Sainz. So I have no problem taking Leclerc, and I – Obviously, I can't play signs based on that strategy, but I like what Russell was doing. Fernando Alonso laying down some pretty nice times here for Alpine. 138.2, 138.2. I have to go through my notes, which you can get. They're available at racefortheprize.com and review my notes again. Basically, I'm reading everything possible, watching every video, taking notes. Again, there's tons of free information out there for you to aggregate by yourself. But if you were going to do all that, you can't. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. You're probably not going to be able to collect the amount of data, the spreadsheets, watch the podcast, watch the videos, and then, you know, just do all that work. Why not just pay me to do it for you? So, and I'll go back through my notes, but I'm pretty sure they were positive about Alpine. And there you go, Fernando Alonso. That looks really good. Valtteri Bottas looked awesome. Uh, but, obviously, so, and this is the life of daily fantasy. Batas looked great in practice two, but in practice one, what was it? A uh, was it a gear issue? Uh, I can't remember. I have to look. He didn't get to practice. Um, that's not good. Yeah, it wasn't. It was misfiring. It was misfiring. But then he went out and in two and was awesome. Which we're kind of like, eh, this Alfa Romeo might be a thing. They might have some speed this weekend, and. They do have some speed, but reliability issues, that's the worry. I, I wish I – mean, he's the lock and low play. Uh, at $4,600 based on the speed, and obviously based on what he's done, and we're, we're thinking that Batas and Alfa Romeo could be on the upward swing. Yeah, but the reliability issue is a real concern in a normal race, let alone the first race ever in, after all these changes. I mean, some people believe that this will be an attrition race that maybe five, six, seven cars don't finish. At least definitely don't finish on the lead lap because of all the issues and mechanical failures that we could have. And we've seen plenty of them. Um, we even saw Ricardo had a, uh, uh, wasn't able to finish his practice because of some sort of fluid error issue. I don't know exactly what it was. I have to go through the notes again. But there's all kinds of problems all across the board. But in terms of speed, God, you love Bottas. You lock him in. And you feel pretty confident that he's going to race better than Joe, but Joe actually looked pretty good. Um, I think he could be fine, which, you know, if you want to go real crazy brain on me, Alfa Romeo as a team, maybe not the craziest thing to do. Um, 
I don't know if Joe can get into the points, though. They should both get classified. I need to fix that. That's definitely got a really good shot. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, so that's about enough for this podcast. I could just look. I mean, look, his car's good, but he could have done better. Uh, McLaren's got issues. Obviously, I mentioned Ricardo. We know, look, I'm just missing out on all those laps caught up with them. They were out there on hard tires in in one. What did he do in two? They just did not have a very good practice. Speeds were not there. I got to go back and look through. I'm really disappointed. I was really excited. I thought, all right, maybe we got something here with Norris. Uh, Lando's run well here the last couple of years. Uh, you can actually look at in the spreadsheet what he did last season at the Bahrain. Look at his lap times. So he finished fourth. Uh, these are pretty good lap times here. Pretty strong. Um, maybe it'd be better to visualize it with the laps for Lando. Look, working his way forward, very strong finish. Very good. But the new year, um, I can't remember what it was with McLaren. Oh, the brake situation. That's what it was. All right, yeah. So before practice had come about, well, even with the Ricardo thing, we thought, all right, well, you know, we were expecting big things. Maybe some steps forward, but they had the brake cooling issues, and then they came out and said, "Look, we don't, we don't, we worked all week to get the parts ready, and this is kind of just a temporary fix. This is not what we want. This is not." And so they've said, "Like, we're going to have to sacrifice performance just to get out there, run laps, and finish races." That's what they said beforehand, and then that's what we saw in practice. That's the issue with uh, McLaren is their brake issues. So, chop them off. Uh, chop off Lewis Hamilton. Now, if you do that, then that means these guys in the midfield are going to move themselves up and score some points, which I didn't see happening earlier in the week. You, know, we don't, you don't expect like the B class to really be competing for podiums or top fives, but that definitely can be the case because of the break issues, Ricardo missing so much time, also having another issue at the end of practice, uh, Lewis Hamilton struggling. I mean, we're just assuming that George Russell is going to be fine. And you're seeing like Alpine stepping up. Alfa Romeo is stepping up. Haas has performed admirably in the, in the I mean, Kevin Magnussen looking pretty strong, laying down some pretty good laps. Where was that lap? Speed wise, right in the middle. I mean, he's just right. He's what? Four hundreds? Four hundreds? Four hundreds back from Lewis Hamilton's fastest lap. And you look at him on his long run here in his race run. Definitely competitive. He's definitely going to be fighting for a top 10 and fighting for some points, which is pretty amazing. Uh, and then at the bottom, like I don't want anything to do with Williams. Everyone said Williams was going to be terrible, and they lived right up to that. And I also think that Aston Martin, Nico Hulkenberg, did not run. I mean, what do you expect? The guy just jumped into a car, and he did not look good in practice whatsoever. So, I mean, and it's not fault of his own. He didn't get to do any of the testing. He just jumped into the car, subbing in for Seb, and he wasn't even really running all that well either. So he's an easy no for me. Uh, maybe Lance Stroll does something. I'm not – that's one I have to go back over. I wasn't impressed by Esteban Alcon. I really like Alonso. I think Alonso is definitely going to race better than Alcon. So you get this five-point bonus. I think he can definitely compete for getting into the top ten, and he's affordable. So I like him. I like, uh, well, the other thing I heard Alcon was he missed out on the first practice because the game car 
blew apart. It didn't blow apart. The side pod. So the side pod shatters. He misses all of practice one. They can't get the regular side pod there in time. And it looks like he's just going to have to race with the old side pod, not the upgraded one. Whereas Alonzo will use the upgraded one that they have designed. But that's not good for him. I would much rather take the guy who's driving the better car. Like, I mean, you just think about it simply. Akon is likely going to be racing the old model, whereas Alonzo races the new model. I would think that the guy with the new car is probably going to win uh, the race here. It'd be interesting to see if these odds change anyway. That's enough for tonight. Hopefully that helps you out a little bit. If you want access to this spreadsheet or any of this information, look, again, there's all this free stuff online, but have fun wrangling it all together and finding the right websites and, and putting it and inputting it and formatting it. It's not really all that fun. Trust me. I'm used to it. I've been doing it for Fantasy NASCAR. I've been now doing it for F1. And I'll get better at it and clean it up some more if you want to join us at raceforthepride.com. You go to raceforthepride.com. And then there's this red button. There's a bunch of stuff here, too, by the way, right? My podcast, my crazy blog. If you want to read it, you want to get really weird. Maybe you don't. That's fine. No big deal. Uh, live shows, my YouTube channel. Hey, you're on my YouTube channel now. Hey, 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 since you're on my YouTube channel, why don't you like and subscribe and share these videos because I, Pierce Dietrich, will be the most viewed fantasy racing analyst and I, Pierce Dietrich, will be a top-selling Amazon author. If you're new to the show, I do affirmations. Now, if that makes you uncomfortable, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Like, oh, this is awkward. No, it's cool. That's embarrassing. Don't worry about it. I'm not embarrassed. It's cool. We're good. It's fine. And it works. And trust me, it works. Don't be embarrassed. Don't, if anyone should feel uncomfortable, it would be me. And if I'm totally cool with it, then you can be totally cool with it. Click on the red button. It says Brandon Cruz DFS. That takes you to patreon.com slash Brandon Cruz DFS. You can get the whole package, NASCAR. Maybe you just want some access to the F1 stuff. There's no commitment. Maybe just try it out right now and see, like, maybe this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Maybe this guy isn't really paying attention. Well, you'll go through the information to see that I'm putting in a ton of work and I'm trying to make it easier for you to play fantasy F1. I'm trying to take all the work out. It's, you want to do analysis and you want to do predicting and you want to do strategy, but you don't want to scrape data. You don't want to copy and paste data. You don't want to search 17 different websites that are in different languages. You don't want to have to listen to all the different podcasts that get released during the day because there's tons of F1 information. It's unbelievable. It's awesome, but you are swimming in a pool of info and trying to figure out, right, what's, what do I take? What do I not get? Where do I go? Look, you can do that if you have the time. Or you can just pay me to do it for you. That's the deal. You pay me to do it for you. Raceforthepride.com, Brandon Cruz, uh, Patreon.com, slash Brandon Cruz DFS will do the work for you. You just do the picking. You do the picking. It's got an optimizer too, by the way. So you punch in your numbers, you run the optimizer, and it says, me, 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 bop, bop, and computer says this is the best lineup. You can see it. I didn't put it on the screen. It's it's not visible. I didn't want that to be shown to everybody. Um, tons of different stuff. We've got the testing data from, I got a couple different testing things in here. Anyway, thank you for joining me. Like, subscribe, share the videos. Raceforthepride.com. Let's trip the lights fantastic.